preaching. Thank you, Marissa. <laughs> All right, Elijah. You're not preaching on Zacchaeus, are you? Amen. All right, good afternoon or good evening, good night. <laughs> okay, so the, the, the title of, uh, of my message tonight is going to be The Power of the Holy Spirit and subtitle, Nothing is Impossible Amen. for God. Amen. Um, I've said where we're going to be studying is 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 46. I'll say that's very, very familiar to myself, hence my name Elijah is in there. Um, so I'm a, before I get started, um, I'm actually tell you guys a story that actually uh, that God used to uh, lead me to actually uh, preach this message. So uh, during Christmas break, I was back home in Illinois with my family, and uh, I was with one of my uncles. His name is Uncle Mike, and he was um, he was actually just kind of doing his uncles do talk talking lecturing to me and my younger brother, and he was saying. Um, yeah, he was like, when I was about 10, 12 years ago, I, I ran uh, two and a half miles in 10 minutes, right? And me being a coach, me being very big in the fitness and working out, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's two and a, <laughs> it's two and a half miles in 10 minutes. That's really, really, really fast. Yeah, that's a record. Right, two, mile, two miles in 10 minutes, let alone, is really fast. And um, so immediately I, I kind of sat there and I had to question him, you know, because I'm like, wait a minute, that's my job. This is what I do. <laughs> And um, and we kind of went back and forth with it. And then as I sat there, God immediately spoke to me and said, remember Elijah when he was on Mount Carmel and he ran back to Jezreel and beat King Ahab there uh, while he was riding a horse, right? And, and, and as I thought about that, I, I told him about this and, and just enlightened him about it. And uh, Pastor Cree was like, hey, I want you to preach on Sunday. And I was like, dang, well, God, what, what do I preach? And... Uh, that this this whole story just kept really being emphasized to me as, as I was asking God to really put on my heart what He wanted me to share. So, uh, if you guys don't mind, if you guys turn to First Kings uh, chapter eighteen forty one through forty six. So it starts off, uh, and Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up and say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stopped thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran unto Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Okay, so as I read that, I remember the first time I read this, and I was like, wait a minute. I had to really, really dig deep. There was something about it that just didn't seem right, didn't sound right, especially from a, a carnal view, from a fleshly view. If you uh, go, go to uh, verse 46 where it says, And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before 
Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So if we rewind and, and, and go back to um, uh, verse 44, I believe, where he, where Elijah sends his servant and tell him to go to, to check the sea for the seventh time, and he sees a cloud getting ready to rain. For, uh, just a backstory. Uh, the city or yeah Jezreel uh it was it was a drought in that land so this was a big deal for rain to come so God pretty or God speaks to Elijah to tell him to go back and until uh Ahab to go back to Jezreel and so he gives the horse and uh Ahab a head start right and so as he's going as you think about it right a horse versus a man that don't make us. That don't make any sense, right? There's no way a horse or a man could beat a horse in a race, right? And yet, alone from Jezreel to Mount Carmel, that's 31.1 miles. Wow! Right, and he beat this horse right on his way. He met him there, right, and he gave that horse a head start, and he went all the way back up to Mount Carmel, which is a 25 mile incline, right up, and he came down. Right, and the and the and the width of Mount Carmel is um is five miles, yeah, five miles, five miles, five miles high, twenty four miles wide. Okay, so excuse me for that. Yeah, twenty four miles wide, five miles high. So, and he's already at the top. He comes down. King Ahab and his horse, they're galloping. Right, and me and brother Darian was actually talking about this last night. A horse's gallop, you know, it's thirty miles per hour. Yeah. You know, a man's sprint. I think at top. Speed is calculated at maybe 22 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour. Right, right. That's that's nowhere near a horse, and this is a a horse running running at its top or nowhere near its top speed at 30 miles per hour, and he was able to pass this horse to get to beat him there. So, thinking about that, and going back to the title, the power of, of God. Right, there's no way in our own human flesh that we can do that. Only God can Amen. give us right. that strength. Right, so as we just continue to go throughout our our daily lives, right, and um, and I go back to to even the verse uh, Luke chapter twelve verse forty eight, to whom much is given, much is required. So in order for Elijah to even receive that power from God, he had to be living the right lifestyle. Amen. Right, he had to be living a righteous lifestyle, right. as we would say. Right, or as God constantly reminds us we must live a righteous lifestyle so we must do as he tells us to do we must be obedient to him at all times in order to live a righteous lifestyle and even going forward to uh luke chapter 1 verse 37 where it says uh nothing is impossible for god Amen. right and i'm constantly reminded of that Amen. and one of the the big ways that i like to remind myself of who god is is the key word sovereignty Amen. right which is all knowing almighty Amen. He is Alpha and Omega. Amen. The beginning and the end. Right. So just constantly just just really thinking about this is is this one passage along with just the whole book of uh first Kings, it really spoke to me, and this wasn't the only time when God used Elijah in a in a special way. And then of course Elisha was given a double portion of what Elijah had. Wow. But that's a totally different, you know, sermon on another day. So um and even going down to uh um, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 where uh, God or Jesus reminds us to seek right and you shall or yeah seek ye first the kingdom of, of God and, and all his righteousness and all things will be added unto unto you Amen. so whenever we you know whenever we're going through 
our life's journey is Brother Darian was reminded us, you know, whether we don't, you know, we, we don't have money and we need to pay our rent, the tithe, right? To, to do the right thing. That's what God asks of us, right? The tithe, to come to church, to worship him, to pray, right? No matter the circumstance or, you know, the, the whatever is going on around us. And I think about even during his time with Elijah, he was on the run from, uh, from, King, or from Queen Jezebel, Right, so for him to still constantly pray, right, and it even reminds us too in um, and uh, in verse forty-two of of, of chapter um, eighteen that Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and he cast himself upon the earth, so he fell to the to the face of the earth and put his face between his knees, right, and from what I've studied with that, that he was praying, right? He, because he knew that the time had come, right? For God to send the rain, right? And that's why he told uh, King Ahab to, to, to go back to Jezreel so he wouldn't get stuck out there because the rain that was about to come, it's going to be a lot of rain, right? And that chariot and that horse wasn't going to be able to move and, you know, and, and, and get him to where he needs to be. He's going to be stranded out there pretty much. Amen. So, um, So yeah, before I say, so that's pretty much all that I I have to share. Um, but one thing that I do want to leave you guys with, and it was something that was just put in my heart and constantly reminded of me, especially in terms of um, of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, when the purpose of something is unknown, abuse becomes inevitable. Meaning, when we don't recognize the purpose of why God gave us the Holy Spirit. Or why God um, is blessing us, right? And we just take it for granted. We tend to abuse it. So it's important that in order for us to understand why, you know, God has given us the Holy Spirit or why God has given us strength, his strength, that we must speak spiritual discernment, right? And as Pastor Creed reminded us, I believe it was two weeks ago, uh, in, in one of his messages of... Um, of having spiritual understanding, asking God, right? As, 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 as God also reminds us in Matthew 7, the ask and it shall be given. Amen. Seek and you shall find, knock, and the door shall be open. Amen. Right? So as we continue to just go throughout our daily lives, just remember to continue to pray, continue to ask God Amen. to give us the strength that we need. And then when he gives us the strength that you need, to give us spiritual understanding and discernment, to use that strength in the way that he would want us to use it Amen. so we don't abuse it Amen. and so we don't ruin our witness or our testimony to someone that really needs it. Right. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So that's all I have for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Amen, bro. Good. Okay, 1 Corinthians. Get my notes. Chapter 3, and let's drop to the chase. Talking about your temple. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. Uh, there's a lot of issue going on in, in, in uh, like what I pre-mentioned in Corinthians, in the people of Corinth. Okay, a lot of corruption, a lot of carnality. And uh, so uh, Paul showed up. 
And so I deal with some issues. And one of the issues in dealing with how the, the, the filing of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit 